It's a zoo over here, so. <laughs> With the animals and. <laughs> Myself. Yourself. Street construction. Um, you know, like be, opening up in New York, it's much louder. Kids are on the street, all kinds of stuff, so. Kids. Ugh. Yeah, it's school. You know, like, I guess they're all back in school. <laughs> Good old New York. Well, today is Thursday, April 29th, 2020. Uh, no, 2021. <laughs> this is the producer's happy hour. We're two producers on opposite coasts. Lawrence Lewis is in L.A. I'm Sister Christian in New York. And we're chatting over drinks about what it means to be a good producer. Of course, understanding that it's more important today than ever before. And we want to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So please join the conversation at producershappyhourgroup.com. Or email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your ideas for show topics, anything you want. And better yet, do it as a voice memo so we can hear your voice instead of our rotted old corpse voices. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, Lawrence. Hey, Christian. <laughs> so, <laughs> and also, please help us out by rating, review us, like us on Apple Podcast because it really helps other people like you find the show. And if you have any questions for us, uh, don't forget, oh, I didn't make a sound effect. Office hours are open. Um, Christian, I believe in, in mentorship and sharing information in this business, which is more crucial now than ever before. So if you are new to the industry or are stuck somewhere in your career and need some advice, hit us up. Same email, producershappyhour at gmail.com. And just let us know that you would like to have office hours with us. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, yes, we would love to critique your career and let you know um, what could benefit it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, just like I, I, Lawrence and I just, you know, letting everybody know, we just um, spoke at a convention and it was very interesting because um, we were letting people know what it is like to deal with a producer and what a producer is expecting. So I feel like we can give in office hours that perspective of, you know, like, yes, what you're doing looks fantastic, especially to you, but what does a producer see when they look at your website or your resume or your, your real or your yeah, yeah exactly how like, are you presenting um, yourself? Let us help you with our experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, it's always great to get a, a second set of eyes on whatever it is that you're doing and how you're presenting yourself because I think that's the hardest thing as freelancers. How do you present yourself? Yeah, we've talked about it often. Like, like I don't work with other producers, so it's good to it's good to know what other producers think. Exactly. All right, Christian, what are you drinking today? It's happy hour. Today I'm having a gin and tonic. So an old tried and true that I love and um, just one um, gin and tonic can actually melt some of the day away. <laughs> well, that is, I think that's the whole point of a cocktail, right? <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, my mom used to have gin and tonics. She would have gin and tonics and scotch and sodas. Um Ooh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, not at, the, not at the same time. <laughs> not at the same time. <laughs> one in each hand. <laughs> choose one train for the night. Um, but what kind of Scotch gin? Scotch and soda is like quite a, quite a drink. Yeah. What, what, uh, what gin are you drinking? Or is it just? Um, it's a local gin um, here in um, New York City called uh, Green Hook. Mm. And they are quite delicious. And sometimes they will do a specialty gin that's, you know, um, seasonal. Uh, it's it's nice. They're, they, they do a good job. Nice. And what are you having today, Lawrence? I am having a uh, Aperol Spritz, which is uh, <laughs> one of my staples. <laughs> the go-to. 
the go-to. <laughs> uh, and for those well, who— it's springtime. It's springtime. A typical drink that everyone has around 4 or 5 o'clock, especially on the coasts of Italy. Um, they're 3 euros and usually it comes with, like, chips. And it's, it's aperitivo. It's uh, Aperol, which is kind of an orange liqueur, uh, Prosecco, and then a splash of soda water. Nice. Delicious. Yes. And then uh, you're in the desert this week, right? I am in the desert. So it's even even more refreshing than normal. But yeah, I'm in lovely Joshua Tree. Just nice. Chilling out. What are you what's going on with you? It's been a it's been a week. Um, you know, it has been a week well, and um, we you <laughs> a little bit. And you and I got to spend some time together on last Thursday and Sunday, um, giving this talk that we were mm. that I alluded to earlier. Yes. Um, after that, it's uh, you know, we've uh, last week's show is definitely letting everybody know how busy we feel it is getting out there mm-hmm. in the temperature. And I think that that's still kind of um where we're at. It's definitely a cruise market right now. Yeah. Uh, it name is. your own price. Yeah, especially in non-New York and L.A. areas, it is quite busy. Well, in areas where there's like, you know, the talent pool is one, two, or three deep, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's mm-hmm. working. And, everybody's uh, working and everybody's doing several jobs at one time right now. <laughs> so myself, um, you know, I'm just uh, getting back in the swing of things after being off a little bit and, you know, doing okay. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm decompressing out in the desert I, I'm on hold for a couple jobs, did a couple jobs, bidding a couple jobs. Uh, you know, it's kind of back to this weird juggling yeah. of, you know, not knowing what your schedule is. Like during the pandemic, I knew my schedule for three months. I knew exactly what I was doing every day for three. Now it's again, it's like, oh, well, I might be booked on this job. So that means I'm going to be tied up these days, but then I'm bidding these days and this other job might happen. So it's like, you know, back to the 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 confusion of, Random freelance work. <laughs> exactly. And the bidding is very interesting, too, because, yeah. um, you know, the the numbers being asked to throw them together now are like within hours. <laughs> oh, yeah, within hours. And I went through a cost consultant thing not too long ago, and it was mm-hmm. interesting because uh, while they were, you know, telling me to reduce my PAs by a ridiculous amount, they were like, we don't think you have enough PPE. You should add more. And I was like, but you want me to only have three PAs? Um, right. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Okay. Well, the more I add in PAs, the more PPE we need. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, sure, I'll add more masks. But, uh, you know, <laughs> having manpower might uh, might also be important. So, you know, it's just been interesting. It's a learning curve. Things are, things are, things are opening up, but are a little different and crazy in new and unusual ways. I'm hoping that it will um, even out a bit, but, you know, uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed on that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even evening out, <laughs> I don't even know what evening out looks like. Well, I know. I mean, I was once told, and it stuck with me for a long time, that um, budgets are like water, right? And so yeah. um, you you take a little from this area, and then all of a sudden this area goes up a little bit. It all just kind of evens out. Yes, and because you take from, you know, Peter to pay Paul it is the old expression, right? Yeah. And so um, I'm hoping it'll even out. But I, but I, my suspicion is, is that it will level off, meaning this is the level we'll be at for a while. We'll see, though. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. Well, then that brings us to the topic of today's show. Remote jobs. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we all know how to do them now. 
Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we all know. Uh, I think. Well, the, we all had to self-taught. We, we yeah. all kind of, um, you know, figured out the best way individually because, of course, there wasn't a class about it. No. Um, we all individually figured out how to do remote jobs. I know that I last year had an, had several experiences where my, um, you know, the budget for a one day in person film day with 10 talent would turn into those talent living anywhere in the country and us sending remote teams to each house um, and still, but not having any additional money. So we all figured out how to, I know we all figured out how to um, remotely film or remote, uh, do remote shooting when, uh, when we had to, would faced, you know, with client expectations and deadlines. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here because. Oh yeah. There's, this kind of remote thing is being kind of a catch-all phrase, right? So we've got remote jobs where you're directing and producing remotely. <laughs> From your house. From your quote-unquote house. <laughs> and then you've got remote video village, which is mm-hmm. when you're on set and the director's on set, but the ad agency is not on set. They're connecting remotely. Mm-hmm. But then we have these jobs where it's kind of a combination where there are some agency or client on set, the rest are on Zoom, you are there and the director's there, or is it possible the director is somewhere else, but you're there? I guess that is a possibility mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. So in what what have you been seeing? I've only I'll let you know what I've been doing, but what have you been doing? What have you been seeing mostly? I've been seeing it all. I've been seeing um, uh, where the um, network or client agency are um, remoting in. And also, too, a couple of them who happen to live in the city will stop by. Mm. So there's that. I've um, been on jobs where I'm present, but the director isn't. Mm. See, I haven't done and, that yet. Um, with <laughs> this mm. is a good one. Mm. Um, but where, but clients, you know, thankfully have trusted us and do not need to be remoted in. And then um, uh-huh. I have a job coming up that is a um, one client on set with um, the possibility of having others look at it as well as we're filming. And that's just, that's where um, your attention as a producer is drawn, comp- I mean, in many ways, because normally the person who comes in to be on set with you is a creative. It's not the producer. So the person, so you actually, in all intensive purposes, are wrangling two directors. So, the client-based yeah, <laughs> creative uh-huh. director and the um, director that is your handful to begin with. So this has happened on the last few of my jobs. Um, and I'll ask your advice on this. But what I've done when it's supposed to be a remote job or sorry, remote video village. But then all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I might send the creative director out there. <laughs> I always say yes. totally welcome, but they have to come with a producer. Oh, interesting. I really try and make that a thing because... It's it's an awkward situation to not be that creative director's producer and try and step in when they might be overstepping without their producer physically present. So okay. I have said that. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you can get, of course, you can. Nothing's uh, fucking impossible, nothing's right? Nothing's impossible. We're to say that. Exactly. exactly. Oh, everyone say yes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it does, it, you can get into weird power play. 
when you're not that person's producer. <laughs> totally. You know? And that's where uh, that's where I would I would I would say, um, of of course, all are welcome. Um, if a producer doesn't come, just know that I will be the boss of your creative and be telling them yes or no. So it would be up to you but, I mean, there, whether or not you want to bring a yeah. producer or not. Otherwise, I'm yeah, going to be shooting but, shit down. <laughs> yeah, but there also but could right. be things that that we let go through that we don't know. Maybe the account people have already shot down. Exactly. Or legal has shot down. We don't have that information. So no. we can't, we can't, we can't. And then play. in the edit, they're like, why do we only have this? It's like, talk to your creative. Yeah. Like, or I why don't... did you shoot it this way? Legal said no. But, but like the producer, <laughs> their producer who had that information wasn't there to, to shut that shit down. And, and maybe right. that was and something we let happen. On, right. Because um, the, the Zoom portion of this means that people can log off their camera and mm-hmm. go be doing other things. Sometimes they are expected to do other things while there's filming because technically you're not on set. So you can still work quote unquote, which I think is bogus because, Ugh. but I understand yeah. um, what the limitations we are all placed, are all placed on all of us these days. Um, but you're right. Like, so at, at a point when nobody else is watching and the director and the creative and you have a discussion and then you do it, yep. uh, what happens then? Whose fault is it? Are you breaking your contract? Like, who knows? Yeah. So it's funny because I, ha- I sidebar, I know somebody who does a lot of Zoom calls. They've made an, uh, a video of them looking at the Zoom camera and nodding and maybe turning and writing something down and looking back up. And they, and they play, play that. They play that when they have to like go to the oh, bathroom or something. That's like in every 80s, like, it you know, totally security is. footage. Yes. Like if you're going to steal from a museum, you need to create that five minute loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, we well, should start really a company. Well, I did because we should start a company that offers that to people. We'll create your Zoom. That's <laughs> excellent. Your Zoom, your Zoom stand-in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the other thing that I would do is is um, for these combo shots, like you said, the combo ones get really complicated because you have to now manage in-person clients and you have to manage the Zoom and then you have to manage your director and, of course, you have to manage your crew. So for, I'd love to hear what you do, but I, if there's people in person, I put the agency producer in charge of the Zoom and make well, them handle that whole thing. Well, I don't think that it is something that I listen. I've never said in my life, that's not my job. You know what I mean? But I'm not I mean, I, I do not have the capacity especially on jobs that do not have, you know, like we've discussed multiple times, the jobs no longer have money. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so, um, two video villages back in the day, whenever you would have a agency and a client were separate and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we were all in person was, you know, hard enough as it is Yeah. now, like having the two, the virtual and the in-person is the agency producer is, should be an absolutely, uh, is the one who should be handling that. Does it yeah. always happen? No, um, mm-hmm. but the expectation should be discussed ahead of time because things will slip through the cracks and all yeah. of a sudden you'll find yourself over uh, time-wise. And <laughs> and it's be, it's only because of managing and trying to gather notes from multiple sources. Yeah, That has yeah. always been the agency producer's job and it should be 100%. now as well. They mm-hmm. should be coming at you with one unified voice with one collected set of notes. Mm-hmm. And it's not all over the place. And and when you split the team up like that, it gets a little, doesn't always come through unless you're very organized. 
Exactly. And um, as organized as we can be, you could still, the nuances just need to be handled by somebody else when you're up at set trying to figure out why you're behind. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, What do you, do you find, uh, do you have any tips or find any sort of weird workflow kinks when everybody is on the Zoom? I do. I think that it's important to um, establish from the beginning who will be talking. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh-huh. establish whether, you know, like, um, or explain to everybody that there will be a speaker on set. So one voice should be speaking so that the talent can hear that. But any note passing should happen via what I normally do is separate it completely out and do a group text. Yeah. Which is yet another thing, but it, it's not in the Zoom so that the because the cameras are usually hooked up to the Zoom. And so maybe if you have a streaming tech or a VTR person, they're hooked up to the Zoom as well. So having those types of texts in the Zoom can be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> so then you have to you have to open up something else. You know, so it's usually, you know, iMessage or whatever. We have a group and then we talk about it. And then it's like, OK, you know, then you go back and you your voice of God, as they used yeah. to say, across the set saying, we should do this. Speaks down upon you. I also request you. that the director or photographer wear earbuds. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that when so we do- So it's not booming out over and the actors exactly, don't hear it. And- exactly. So there's just, you know, it's, but if it is a speaker situation, then you actually have to um, really uh, diplomatically pass a note. Makes sense. I feel like you should at, you should be working this out ahead of time before the before you all get on the call and are testing yeah. the link. Oh yeah, yeah. How do you handle it? I mean the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of agencies already are communicating in Slack, uh, so I don't get involved in that. I'll do a sidebar text chain with the agency producer and whoever else they want to have mm-hmm. kind of on that. Yes, but then mm-hmm. they're having their own conversations on yes. Slack with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of Slack. I'll use it if I have to, but I try not to. Well, I mean, they're not a sponsor, but I could be changed Slack if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, setting up all those channels of communication is really important. And not ahead of time, because somebody's time. bound to ask you, like, how is the communication going to work? So uh, my tip of the day would be to um, type all this out and then begin the conversation with your with your counterpart, with explaining um, how you feel the day should go and see if they have any input. That's great. I have a tip of the day, and this is more about tech than anything. Okay. So are you familiar with, obviously, you know, we know Zoom or Blue mm-hmm. Jean or whatever video mm-hmm. conference app, but mm-hmm. there's the way you get the signal is either through something called QTake or UpVision. Yes. UpVision is a little less reliable, but a whole lot cheaper than QTake. Right. Right? <laughs> Go figure. Yes. That's what you get what you pay <laughs> and for. I can tell you, there's a few choice agency people out there who are like, Q-take, Q-take, do you have Q-take? Like, they all know that. Yeah, they it's all like know we, the word. <laughs> we learn this new word and everyone's excited exactly. about it. Q-take, Q-take. Excited. But the reality is, for most shoots, they don't need to receive the Q-take feed directly. And you pay by how many people log on to your feed, this, right? Mm, yes. So that's why a vision's cheaper because it's it's like, I don't know, five bucks a person or something. It's really stupid cheap. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, and Q takes much more expensive, but you can just have one feed. You, the producer, I always have my production team rent me a separate laptop because I still need to work on my other, my real laptop. Mm, So separate laptop. That's Mm -hmm. the, that's my video village. Mm -hmm. And I get the Q take feed, one single feed. I share that screen in zoom 
Interesting. And, and they can watch it. So you don't have to then have 10 or 15 people feeding off a Q-take. You just host it in Zoom. For most that's shoots, great. For most shoots, that's okay. The quality does reduce a little bit. But so if you're doing product or food or something table toppy, it might not it might not work out so well. So you then for those kind of shoots, you might want to actually have everyone grab the Q-take feed directly. Right. But for most most stuff, most people just chatting, talking about whatever, yeah. just hosting it in Zoom is perfectly fine. So nice. And I that. um I hook my Zoom up to the iPad and I walk around with it. So if I need to go to the director and like put them on Zoom. Then I walk over with my iPad. I'm like, look at us. <laughs> Just as a little sidebar. Yeah, exactly. So one computer, one iPad. But yes, the concept is right there. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about setting up the setting up the communication early and know exactly who's in charge of speaking to whom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Which is kind of the the thing, you know. It's uh um and oh here another good tip is um, you know. Just know that um, if you are at the camera and you're chatting about your previous night or, you know, uh, how you oh. know horrible the breakfast was, uh. every single person in the village can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I had that yes- yesterday and I would um, I would mute the camera and then um, somebody would come back and start to talk to us and I would holler out, oh, we can't hear you. I think you muted. I did that three times before I like started texting them and saying, "You guys fucking know that you can he- we can hear you, right? So please stop discussing this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know oh. it was so bad. I know, I know, but I mean, I was trying to really curve it myself by just hitting mute when I would start to hear it, and then like yep. send a little text, yep. and then the text got more aggressive as the day went on. <laughs> so, That's, yeah, these just these like, things- shut your mouth. <laughs> These things are really, really tricky. You have to be really out to think. You Now you can't just step away and talk and have confidential conversations. You basically have a microphone on you. You know, if you're anywhere near a computer, you don't know that a mic could be open and they could be listening to your whole conversation. So that is another. Yeah. And some people will say, oh, is can can people hear me? And I'll be like, you should assume at any given point on a set these days that everyone can hear you. There's yeah. no reason to discuss yeah. what you're discussing. And most of the time it isn't bad. It's just like chatter. But I can absolutely have been on a, a Zoom call where somebody's been. To, oh, really? Did that happen? And then it's become a very then it's all Video Village has to talk about is the one thing that the second AC said. Oof. I know. And it's, you know, and I always make jokes and we get out of it pretty quickly, but it just is one less thing because I can. So um, anybody out there listening, if you were a crew member to begin with, you wouldn't be over at Video Village discussing your um, woes. Right. Exactly. So then just understand that, you know, it would be as if you walked into the couch area and started to complain about something. That's yeah. <laughs> Christian, that, you, for, that for people that I know this is only a podcast, but I wish this was a video show where people could see <laughs> that you've got loving, adorable cats jumping up and on you and I around mean, you. It's like all morning they sleep. And then um, especially on Thursdays, they get up and they're like, oh, my God, there's something happening at the desk. Well, we should be right over there, too. Is it podcast time? (laughs) (laughs) You need us here, right? We're helping, right? (laughs) So. All right. What are our takeaways? Our takeaways are set up the communication channels early. Yes. Exactly. Set up early um, and make sure that everybody understands the capabilities of what you're doing and that you understand their expectations. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> did I just you did. one sentence? <laughs> and you're yeah, and you're on a hot mic all day long. 
<laughs> I know it was just a simple reminder to the crew that um, everyone can hear everything you're saying. So if you wouldn't say it to your mother, don't say it to us. Exactly. Or if you would say it to your mother, go for it. Whatever. <laughs> so Producers Happy Hour was created with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a treatment writer. And he also created our fantastic logo and branding. Fantastic. And Kyle Puccia is a music composer for film, TV, and commercials. He created our show music. And this episode was edited by Eric Beals. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We're back next week. Be safe out there and send us your voice recordings or emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Christian, how do people reach you directly? SisterChristianProduces.com and Lawrence, if people want to get you, how can they? Two ways, VoiceOfLawrence.com for voiceover work and LawrenceTLewis.com for producing work. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. So much fun. Bye.